show is presented in part by Bridgestone. We're passionate about making tires you can count on to perform when it matters most. This is Popular Technology Radio, your source for the latest emerging tech and hot internet trends. Now, here's your host. Hey, it's Pop Tech Radio, Mike Etchart, and as I mentioned, the LA Auto Show is in town. Lots of great car stuff, lots of great tech stuff, and who better to help us sift through the noise and get the down low of what was really happening. But Josh Hancock, he is an automotive expert. He's also an art director for cars and film and TV. And of course, you can find him at joshcard.com and a longtime friend. Josh, how the heck are you on this rainy Southern California day? Good morning, Mr. Etchart. I am fine. There's nothing we can do about the rain with technology in the cars. The windshield wiper hasn't changed. <laughs> right. That is the, uh, that is the high of tech. In all these years, they got it right the first time. Well, you were yeah. at the show. And, you know, I did not go this year, unfortunately, and I know I should have. I, so that was just why I'm calling you to ask you what happened. But, you know, where does the L.A. Auto Show fit in the universe of auto shows? There's Detroit. There's New York. There's L.A. There's also international ones. Where does L.A. fit in the mix? Um, L.A. has become more important, and I think its proximity close to Asia makes that true. What they've done with the L.A. Auto Show is they've tried to distinguish it from Detroit by changing the traditional press and trade days. So the show opens on a Friday to the public. Usually Wednesday and Thursday, it's just automotive press from around the world. You know, between mm-hmm. five and 7,000 people come in. And automotive manufacturers do press conferences every 50 minutes to show what they've got coming. And the public doesn't often see a lot of those cars. They're brought in and they're taken away. So what L.A. has done is they've turned that into a whole week, and they call it Automobility L.A. And this really is where automotive meets technology, and it really speaks to how important technology is in automobiles. I think we look at it in two ways. You've got the technology that now is going to propel the whole car, and then you've got the technology in the car. So, uh, you know, we should talk about both things. It's funny because I'm gearing up for the Consumer Electronics Show, which is in January in Las Vegas. It's the big confab where everybody gets together when all the new consumer electronics devices are shown. And before we, we got on the air, I was trying to think about when exactly did that change? When did the car company start showing up to that? It seems to my mind about 10 or 12 years ago that suddenly they're there. And, you know, to be fair, automotive has always been very into technology, but it hasn't been in the same way. And I guess they haven't They were never thought of as tech companies. And really, to be fair, they are. And to my mind, it was, I think it was called the, was it the Ford Sync system? Was that the first kind of really in-car entertainment system? Very, very good. That that was the first thing. Ford did it. That they did it. And... And as I seem to recall at the time, and no surprise, I think, to many people, but maybe to the automotive industry, but it came out at that time, that Ford Sync system ended up being one of the main reasons, one of the big deciding factors why people chose whatever cars had that system in it. Is my feeble memory operating correctly? Was that kind of the line in the sand when things changed? You're absolutely right. I want to say it was around 2006 or seven. And also what they did that was so smart, because that system really was also based around how you accessed your music, 
using voice commands with a good sound system is they introduced it in their cheapest car because they were going for that generation. Yes. And that was the smartest thing that they did. There were other things that might have been introduced in luxury imports, but those people weren't using the technology, nor did they know how. So not only did Ford come out with something that was very usable and ahead of its time, they aimed it right to the right generation. So you did have kids that it was introduced on a focus, and they walked into the dealership and they said, I want that thing that I can play my music and talk to. Bingo. So you're, ab- and- you're absolutely right. And now, was that in conjunction with Microsoft, or was there something else that they did in conjunction it, with Microsoft? Was- I actually went to the event where we did a ride and drive on the new Focus, and they introduced us to the technology, and they had it at Microsoft. So uh-huh. we went to Redmond, Washington. The cars were there like a usual ride and drive. And by the way, they had changed the Focus that year, and it was really not very interesting. <laughs> yeah, I seem to recall it. But it was all about the technology, and we did, as you do, a couple of days, one day driving the car, and the second day was to go inside of Microsoft. We went in and looked at the house of the future, you know, which they have built inside of the warehouse. They have a whole house, and looked at all their technology, and in retrospect, it was also one of the things that saved Ford during the downturn, Mm -hmm. because they had something that people wanted. And even though the Focus wasn't a startling design that year, they sold more of them and they attributed it to this technology. We're speaking with Josh Hancock. He, of course, of joshcar.com and an automotive expert. We're talking about what's going on at the LA Auto Show. We've got more with Josh and more with Car Tech on Pop Tech Radio when we come back. On the track, even one hundredth of a second decides who wins and who loses. That's why Bridgestone uses advanced racing technology to create their fastest street-legal replacement tire yet. The new Bridgestone Potenza RE71R. Engineered with an innovative hydro-evacuation surface and unique tread compounds, the new Potenza RE71R is designed to give you maximum grip and ultimate cornering on or off the track. Bridgestone is changing the game in tire performance. Back to Pop Tech Radio, your source for the latest emerging tech and hot internet trends. Now, here's your host. Coming back at you, Pop Tech Radio, Mike Edshart with my good friend Josh Hancock, automotive expert, he of joshcar.com and many wonderful films and television shows where cars are involved. Josh is involved. And we're talking about the LA Auto Show and Ford's awakening to the power of tech in the cars and how wise of a decision that was. Is the playing field kind of equal now, Josh, or is Ford kind of a leader in this still? No, I would say the the playing field has evened out. They're on their third generation. So right now, if you buy a Ford or a Lincoln, it's called Sync 3. And they fortunately dropped Microsoft. (laughs) And they're using the tech company that built the BlackBerry system now does the technology for Ford Sync 3. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Okay. And also, look, I get to drive a lot of cars. I own something with Sync 3 as well. And it's so easy to get around that system, and it does everything so well. It has its own processor. So they've come a long way because there were lots of glitches with the original Sync. 
But I seem to recall it, being pretty impressed with it when it came out. Like, like it wasn't bad. No, and then the next generation where they amped it up had lots of problems and, and to the extent where Microsoft was summoned to Galpin Ford, which is the largest volume Ford dealer in the United States, they had so many problems. They brought Microsoft engineers down <laughs> to talk to customers. <laughs> and it was an unfortunate time, but now I can tell you, this Sync 3 system, I have owned one of their automobiles for 18 months, uh, the latest car, and I haven't had anything go wrong with it. I mean, it resets wow. itself. It's very good. Now, that said, I have a press car this week, and it's an S90 Volvo. And Volvo has one of the most complex screens in the industry. One of the nice things about it is that that screen, which is almost the size of an iPad, I would say it's wow. pretty close to the size of an iPad, um, it has full functionary search and explanation. So you can do tutorials in your car on the screen. Wow. But is it too and complex for the average Joe? Um, I would say it is, and I would also say that it's unnecessarily complex, as many are. Now, BMW came out with something called iDrive. Oh, maybe I was, was going to talk about iDrive. It's so funny. I was just thinking that, about that. That may have been just ahead of Ford or at the same time, but that cost them sales in the end. People actually turned cars because it was too complicated. And they put it in their top premium vehicle, the 7 Series, first. And, of course, the, probably the median age for that car is 65. That's right, yeah. Um, the people have the money to buy it, and they couldn't figure it out. So they would bring those cars back to the dealership and want their old car back. And it was a mess for them. As we know in tech, so much of it is timing. You can have awesome technology, but just at the wrong time. Or in the case of the BMW, a lot of it was demographics. You know, like you said, Ford was wise. They put it in the entry level cars that right. millennials or, or whatever the youngest generation at that time was was getting into. And like you said, and, and I remember, in fact, I worked for somebody that had a BMW with an iDrive, and they lemon lauded. They took it back basically, and because it was just a headache. And just like the Fords, there were cars that were turned back that were perfectly good cars, but that screen didn't work well. <laughs> right. and it, for example, Mercedes-Benz went from the number one in customer satisfaction index to number 26, Ooh. all because of the screen interface and its problems. Wow, that and is an exclamation point on the importance of technology in a car. Exactly. And the same thing happened to Ford with that second generation. It went from being in the top five for reliability to being in, you know, lower than in the 20s. And it wasn't about the reliability of the automobile. It was about the reliability of that interface. Wow. Well, how about that? On that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We are talking to Josh Hancock from joshcar.com, automotive expert about what's going on at the LA Auto Show and in the world of automotive technology. We've got more with Josh when we come back. My dad is a proud doer, always building, repairing, or maintaining something. He relies on craftsman tools, and I do the same. 
Today, Craftsman Mechanics Tools, Metal Storage, and Lighting are available from your favorite retailers. But that's only the beginning. A full line of retooled and refined products are on the way. Find your favorite store at Craftsman.com. And stay tuned for more big news from this trusted American brand. back to Pop Tech Radio, your source for the latest emerging tech and hot internet trends. Now, here's your host. And we are back. It's Pop Tech Radio. I'm Mike Etchard. I've got my good friend Josh Hancock on the show from joshcar.com. He is an automotive expert. Of course, you may have seen his work in many different films and television shows because he's an art director for automotive stuff in Hollywood. He is a well-knowledged chap, and he has been to the LA Auto Show, and we're talking about all the technology in cars and how important they are. And Josh, so we talked about the importance of all of these electronics. What is new? Obviously, these things sync with our phones. They have wonderful audio systems. They have mapping. Is anything else new and groovy that I need to know about? Because as you know, I have an old car, and I don't really want to buy a new car. But <laughs> I was thinking about the fact that you're asking me that. And all you have are these slides for heater controls. You don't even have a screen, Mike. I mean, it's really... And the shoe wipers. Come on. Like yes. That. Talk but, about and, what's and new and cool. This happens a lot with people that come to me because I give advice, car advice to a lot of people. And they come to me and they want a new car. And I say to them, as important as the way this car looks and the way it drives, I need you to concentrate on this screen and tell me what you do every day the most. Mm. You know, how do you play your music? Do you adjust temperature on your seat? Do you want heating and cooled seats? A lot of that technology, it all works through the screen. So you've got to be able to enjoy that or you're not going to enjoy the car. Yeah. And it would be a big deal for you. So it's a separate category, I have to tell people. Some of the new stuff, I mean, they announced Alexa has come into the car. Oh. And, and <laughs> I don't know if I'm happy about that. There's the reaction. They call it the Echo Auto, and they make it as a plug-in. You would buy this thing at forty nine ninety five, and you would just plug it in to your car, and then you would have this little box on your dash that you'd be talking to, unfortunately. Um, and it would run through your phone. In newer cars, you download the app, or like Apple CarPlay, there's going to be a new setup in some Fords and BMWs that allows Alexa to take over that whole system, which is very surprising to me that they want to turn it over to Alexa. Right now in my car, for example, I can hit the voice button. And by the way, Mike, there's a button on my steering wheel, and I press it, and then I talk to the car. I know that seems foreign. <laughs> you talk to your kids in the back seat. I'm talking to the car. So if I press that button very quickly, I get into the car system. I get into sync, and I tell sync what to do with the car. If I hold that button down, it connects me to Siri. So I get to utilize both systems. And now they're introducing Alexa, and I think Alexa's going to be very annoying. She's going to go, you know, you're always driving too fast. Get out of the left lane. I don't want her in the car. <laughs> really. We did a whole show, I guess it was last week, on 
various systems of these digital assistants. And I mean, I love Amazon. I use Amazon, of course, a lot, but I'm very wary of empowering them even more in my life. And they're a little, uh, little wishy-washy on, on security. You know, they're, they're, they're collecting a lot of data and that makes me super uncomfortable. So there's that. Alexa had a big presence. Um, Ford has bought a company called Spin, and Spin makes those electric scooters that are lying all over Venice as we speak. Yes, these are the scooters that you can basically just pick up anywhere, and you have an app, and you are able to pay for it. It's sort of a, a short-term rental of a scooter, and you leave it wherever you end up. And that speaks to a piece of technology where a major car company is buying a company like Spin. They bought it for $40 million, which for them was like buying a snack. <laughs> but, you know, all of these companies, Ford has become a mobility company as BMW. They want you to know that. It's about transportation. It's no longer just about cars. There's another fun little thing, and I happen to have one, and it's a digital license plate. Oh, wow. Tell me about that. Um, so it's like a reader basically encased back of your car and it uh, it has its own battery which lasts two to four years and it's giving you a digital display of your license plate the wonderful benefits of this are that there's no more sticker you just type into dmv dmv sends a signal down to your license plate and changes the date wow you soon will be able to, off an app on your phone, be able to change that license plate to any color or messaging that California offers. So, you know, you've seen yellow on black plates, yellow on blue plates. Here in California, I yes. Press, I can press a button and change to those colors depending on the color of my car. Now, what car is this available in? Or is this an aftermarket thing? It's a license plate, my friend. So whatever you would put a license plate on, you can put a digital license plate. I see, I see. So instead of getting the metal plate, you get the LEDs, whatever the heck yeah, it is. You, and you, just... you get a Kindle. That's what you get. Um... And it's put on very well. It's very hard to undo it. If you tried to rip it off, the message just goes completely to stolen. Mm, okay. You can opt to track the car if you want via your license plate. Wow. Soon, that license plate will pay the tolls automatically. Mm -hmm. That license plate will be able to pay parking meters automatically. Wow. Pretty slick. Yeah. Hey, we, hold that thought. we got to take a quick break. How about that, Josh? We're talking about the okay. digital license plate. Is that in your future? We've got Josh Hancock. We're talking car tech. It's Pop Tech Radio. We'll be right back. Hurry into the Dodge Big Finish event. That's the new holiday greeting in Santa's workshop, and now he's even upgrading his ride. Like Charger, America's only four-door muscle car. Challenger, the most affordable V8 in its class. And Durango, the most technologically advanced, fuel-efficient, and powerful V8 in its class. Santa wants his sleigh to really fly. Ho, ho, go! Hurry in for great deals at the Dodge Big Finish event. Based on 2019 Ward's Midsize Sport Utility Vehicle segment, available V8 based on Ward's Middle Specialty segment. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. This is Popular Technology Radio. This show is presented in part by... 
Bridgestone. We're passionate about making tires you can count on to perform when it matters most. Now, here's your host. Hey, we're back. Pop Tech Radio, Mike at Sharp. My good friend, Josh Hancock, automotive expert. Joshcar.com is where you can find him. We're talking about all the stuff that's happening in the technology world of automotive and the automotive industry because the LA Auto Show is still going on. If you happen to be in the greater LA area, come on down. So, Josh, we were talking about these digital license plates. Now, you and I are both in California. Are these being offered by the state of California yet? Is, Is that an option for me right now? In cooperation with the state of California. So the state of California has to approve this system so that you can go out to a private vendor and buy a license plate. Then you tell DMV that you've done this. The reason that this is on its way to being a very successful thing, I believe, this helps the state financially greatly. How so? Because the state no longer has to make license plates. They also don't have to send out tags. Mm. And this costs them a lot of money. The other thing about this plate that the car guys are going to love and why it's going to sell like crazy is there's legislation in right now that will be approved within six months that says if you have the digital plate, you no longer have to have a front license plate. Oh. So this gets the state out of making license plates eventually. And and nobody wants a front plate on their car. (laughs) They all hate them, don't they? The other thing the plate can do is put up a message. So if you have a handicapped plate, when you stop and park the car and shut it off, your license plate goes up to the top right in a small postage stamp, and the message will be that you have a handicapped plate. Mm, Wow. You can also put joshcar.com on there when you park if you want. Oh, interesting. So do we go to a, a place like a stereo installer to add this to our vehicle at some point? Is that kind of typically where we I mentioned uh, Galpin being, uh, you know, Galpin's one of the largest dealer groups in California. They were the first ones to sign on with this company. So they are one of the only places you can go right now to buy it in the aftermarket. But yes, you'll be able to get it at uh, car dealers and pet boys and places like that. Wow. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> It's expensive right now. It's about $700. Hmm. And a monthly fee of between six and nine. But oh. you prepay that monthly fee. Um, you know, let's, let's face it. It's a small price to pay to be the coolest guy on the block for your car. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> people I know that people ask about it constantly. I love it. Yeah, um, that's going to be super popular. I can tell already. But I want you to think about it in this way. You are buying a new car. You've seen the plate on your car. It looks really great. And then they say, uh, Mr. Etchart, when we finance this car, that plate is going to cost you about 60 cents a month. Is that okay? What are you going to say for your payment at 398.50? Where do I sign? You're going to say yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a no-brainer in that way when you're financing it. If you were to walk in and spend $700 on that plate, that's going to be the real car guys in the beginning. But as soon as they're on the cars in the yard, people will be buying them left and right. Absolutely. Now, well, they're buying them left and right now, by the way. They're selling like crazy. Wow. Now, um, it, so, so that's going to be – and that's essentially mandatory tech, obviously. And, and am I correct? Does every car now also have, have a backup camera? Is that, is that also mandatory now in new cars? That is on the books to become mandatory. I think it's 2022. Oh, so we got a ways to go then. Okay. Well, yeah. not that long. But, but they're already designing them with the screens because they know it's being mandated. 
By the way, I do want to say that the company that makes these plates right now, the only one, is Reviver Auto. Oh, okay. So are they a publicly traded company, Josh, in case I want to invest in them? Yes, Reviver Auto. <laughs> That's going to be a pretty good investment, I'm thinking. It's right now, it's legal in four states. And as usual, California being the leader, it'll trickle across the country like crazy. You know, something interesting about, you know, since we, you and I are both based here in California, some absurdly large number of cars are sold in California relative to the rest of the country, are they not? No, you, you remember so much from when I've been on the show before because I use this stat all the time. Now, the California represents a tenth of the U.S. market. A tenth of the market. So put that into perspective. I mean, that's huge. We, we also have, I also use this, there are more cars registered in Los Angeles County alone than the whole state of New York and New York City. Wow. All right, that is mine. And if you haven't been to California, you you know, I live north of L.A. and I used to drive through Malibu. And if you're a car person, if you've never been to L.A., you will see cars on the road you won't see anywhere. Yes, it is the most important automotive market world, bar none. You yes. cannot name another place that sells more cars, specialty cars, has more antique cars, in Southern California. It's not Dubai. It's not Berlin. It's not Paris. It's not anywhere. It's here. And, and most car companies have auto design operations here in Southern California, do they not? 90% of them do. And now they're putting tech offices in Silicon Valley. Ah, that is very interesting. Tech you know, offices in Silicon Valley. Ford's office is staffed by 350 people in Silicon Valley. Also, the president of Ford Motor Company, they fired Mark Fields and hired a gentleman from the tech industry to lead the company, all within the last two years. Wow. Amazing. Boy, they, they are seeing the light, aren't they? I don't know where else you've got to go. You've got to come up with the times. And people's People's appetites for cars, as much as there's arguing that, that you know they're going to go away, look, we need transportation one way or the other. Absolutely. And on that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're talking with Josh Hancock about automotive tech. We'll be right back. Pop Tech Radio. Stay right there. We'll be right back with more Popular Technology Radio. Have you ever tried to plan a vacation and the hotel costs, airfare, and pet sitter all add up to one big never mind? Well, it's time to embrace the adventure and go RVing instead. GoRVing.com is your one-stop shop for all things RV camping. Browse the different types of RVs, find a rental agent or dealer near you, and compare the costs. Explore more than 16,000 RV parks and campgrounds nationwide, and even plan your menus for the trip. Find out what you've been missing at GoRVing.com. That's GoRVing.com. This is Popular Technology Radio. This show is presented in part by Bridgestone. 
We're passionate about making tires you can count on to perform when it matters most. Now, here's your host. Hey, we're back, everyone. PopTech Radio, Mike Etchart with my good friend, Josh Hancock. He from joshcar.com. He's an automotive expert. We're talking about the tech in cars in acknowledgement that the LA Auto Show is happening uh, through Sunday. It's lots of tech going on, and Josh is updating us on everything. So, Josh, what was the coolest thing tech-wise you saw at the show? Was there something that just knocked your socks off that even you, a jaded automotive expert, kind of went, Oh my God, that is cool. <laughs> well, there's a new electric car company called Byton. Byton has been around for a while, but they showed us two new cars. This is a company where the cars are going to be built in China, actually. And they showed us a car. So I did a little movie called Logan. Mm-hmm. And. I was a consultant on Logan, and we were looking. We built a limousine for Logan, which a lot of people don't realize. That was a custom-built limousine that does all the stunts that he drives. We had the support of Chrysler on that car, but we spent uh, we we spent a couple of million dollars making four limousines for that movie. That sounds fun. Um, we wanted a dashboard for that car that was a screen all the way across. And we went to SEMA, the Specialty Equipment Market Association in Vegas, and talked to all these electronic companies, and then we were going to build it. We ran out of money <laughs> at about $2.2 million, and we did something else that wasn't functional. One of the new Byton cars has this screen exactly. Oh, my God. And it's so weird to get in the car. I mean, it was. I looked at it, and I, I, I swear I got goosebumps because I'd been looking for this for so long, and... We'd had drawings of it. And here's this thing, and it goes all the way across the car, and then the center of the steering wheel is a screen. Whoa! So this big screen, and they didn't really demonstrate it fully, but it's got all of the information and more than you want. And then the screen that's in the middle of your steering wheel controls everything on the car. Wow. So it was one of the most high-tech things that I've ever seen. My immediate reaction was, oh, my God, they make it so much easier to be distracted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm already <laughs> distracted. Do I need more things to distract me? And that is and that is really something that I think about all the time as I'm on the freeways all the time. If you drive around Los Angeles and, you know, one of the biggest things now is the light goes green and the car doesn't go because that person's looking at their phone. Yeah. So it, it's become more dangerous for all of us. It's a big pet peeve for me. Now, this electric car you're talking about, is that an yeah. American company, but it's going to be manufactured in China, or is it a Chinese company? It's an American company run by Germans, oddly. The other big thing that I've seen is an actual automobile and a truck, and they have kept it under wraps. They've been working for 10 years. It's called the Rivian, and the Rivian um, is a full-size pickup truck and a full-size seven-passenger SUV. Here's this brand new truck and car that we've never seen because they've kept it under wraps, mostly because I think they've had enough money to get to where they are, and they seem to have enough money to do what they're going to do. They've bought a plant, an old Mitsubishi plant in Illinois to produce it. The guy that designed it was one of FCA's, Fiat Chrysler Automotive's, most successful designers. He was hired to design this thing. And it's very unusual in that they're 
The front of it has a light bar that goes all the way across the vehicle, and then there are these vertical headlights in an oblong shape. It's kind of hard to describe, but it's very futuristic and at the same time a little retro. But these things, they showed us something. We'll do 0 to 60 in 3 seconds and 0 to 100 in 7 seconds. Oh, my God. That's as fast as the fastest Tesla. It has a range of 400 miles. You can forge a meter of water in this thing. You can drive through a meter of water because, of course, there's no air intake. And these are built for heavy-duty usage. Rivian has its own booth at LA Auto Show, and it was very impressive to all of us. And they released that during Automobility Days before we got into the hall. So they did something quite clever. Now, when is this car going to be available, or this hybrid vehicle? Third quarter of 2020. That's the disappointing news. Mm, it's a waste of wait. Everything seems to be coming out the third quarter of 2020. And I also believe part of that is, are consumers ready? Are you ready to have an electric car that has a range of 400 miles? You know, mm-hmm. This truck, you know, look, the largest selling vehicle in the United States is an F-150, by far. Mm -hmm. Not even close. Second largest selling vehicle is a Chevrolet truck. We're the only country in the world that sells vehicles like this. So they're going right after the sweet spot. You know, there are other truck companies that are coming along that just want to make electric trucks for fleet usage. You know, Mm -hmm. how many thousands of trucks does Ford sell, probably over 100,000 just for fleet usage. A lot of those trucks don't even do 30 miles a day. They're looking at the delivery vehicles for UPS and FedEx. A lot of those trucks do about 40 miles a day total. They are great trucks for electric usage. Yeah. Well, if you look at UPS truck in Los Angeles. You know, we think because we drive to Santa Monica and it takes an hour that it's a long ways, but it's, you know, nine miles or something. Yeah, that's a good point. Are people ready for electric vehicles? I know we have a little bit stilted view here in Southern California because this is the biggest market for hybrid and, and all electric vehicles. But is that really, is the rest of the country ready for that? And we're going to take that up in our next segment. We're talking with Josh Hancock. He's from joshcar.com, automotive expert. And of course, he's also an art director for film and TV when he's talking about automotive stuff. So he's a man about town. We got more with Josh when we come back. Pop Tech Radio. This show is presented in part by Bridgestone. We're passionate about making tires you can count on to perform when it matters most. Can't get enough? Listen to more episodes and check out our blog on poptechradio.com. We'll be right back. There are many words you could use to describe the new Kia Stinger GT. Stunning, stylish, sporty. The word breathtaking, however, isn't just an adjective. It's a warning. Because while the ability to go 0 to 60 in 4.7 seconds might take your breath away, Going 60 to zero with powerful Brembo brakes will help you catch it again. The 2018 Kia Stinger GT, fueled by youth. Stinger GT rear-wheel drive using launch control with factory-equipped 19-inch wheels. Results may vary. Do not attempt. Always drive safely. 
This is Popular Technology Radio. This show is presented in part by Bridgestone. We're passionate about making tires you can count on to perform when it matters most. Now, here's your host. And we are back. It's Pop Tech Radio. I'm Mike Edchart with Josh Hancock, automotive expert. You can find him at joshcard.com. We've been talking about all of the super cool tech that is being shown here at the LA Auto Show. And Josh, I kind of queued it up in the last segment, but you know, is we're in a unique place in Southern California in terms of the technology of automotive. The new tech is introduced here, and it's very popular here immediately. So we have a lot of hybrid vehicles. We have a lot of electric vehicles. Is the rest of the country ready for electric vehicles uh, in the same way that we are here in Southern California? Well, I don't even think we've been ready in Southern California, honestly. Mm. Okay. Um, You know, a lot of the hybrid vehicles that we have on the market are subsidized because people will not step up for them because of the price of gas. And a, and a typical example, and I'm going to use this manufacturer a couple of times, but Lincoln makes an MKZ hybrid. And that is a luxury sedan that comes in a hybrid. And frankly, it's not priced any more than the gas, but people don't choose it. They choose the gas car because it's a little bit faster. And it's one of the most efficient luxury sedans. It gets about 41 miles to the gallon. But they have to subsidize that lease to move that car wow. because people want the power that they're used to in a regular gasoline motor. Now, we've got hybrids on the way that are even faster than their gas counterparts because they're tuned differently. They're made so that they're going to be very quick cars. And again, I'm bringing up the same manufacturer. Lincoln showed us a new SUV they're going to make. They're bringing back the name Aviator. It's based on the Explorer, but their plug-in hybrid is 450 horsepower. Wow. It's going to be very quick. You're not going to lose any area for storage. I think it's going to be about the same price. Those are the products that are going to change things. And I think the plug-in hybrid system is about the best you can do, or the Volt, which is called an extended range electric, where you do plug the vehicle in. But in both cases, you have the backup of a gasoline motor so that if you need to drive to San Francisco and it's an emergency, you're not going to run out of juice. Yeah, that's everyone's fear, isn't it? Range anxiety. Yeah, range anxiety, exactly. And so right now, what is the furthest you can get on an all-electric vehicle? Just shy of 400 miles, I think. Well, I take that back. Uh, the top Tesla uh, gets about 280. So that's, yeah. I mean, that's still quite a bit, but that's, but like you said, if you are in L.A. and you need to go to San Francisco, you're not going to make it. That's not going to happen. Right, but by the way, to get the 280, you have to drive like a nun. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, the last Tesla I had, and I rammed it around town all day long, I used up 100 miles of juice because the car is so fast. I mean, yeah. you, ha- you jam it. It's like, it's like my Mustang with 435 horsepower can easily get 20 miles to the gallon, but if I want to race everybody all day, I'm getting 12. Yeah. It's, it's the same with electricity. If you've got accessories on, the AC, the rest of the stuff, it's all a pull on the car. And if you're driving it like crazy, you're not going to get the range that's advertised. So there's that aspect of it. 
Yeah, yeah, there is that. <laughs> Depending on how how you drive it, that, that's the that's the theoretical maximum, isn't it? You're not you're not likely going to get that. And what about charging? So we've got an apartment building with fifty units or a hundred units. Uh, the power company cannot put in even twenty five two hundred and forty volt chargers right yeah. now. Yeah, because they've got to go out and change it in the street and the rest of it. And that's the other hurdle we have that is being solved right now. I have to say San Francisco is going to be the first one to solve it, probably. So we're getting there. We're getting there. But uh, we're getting there. Well, listen, Josh, it has been so great to have you on the show. And there's so many things we didn't cover. Can we can we catch up with you? Are you going to be at CES, by the way? Can we catch up with you soon? Don't believe I'm going to make CES, but if I do, you'll be the first to know. All right. Well, it's a pleasure. Thanks for coming on, Josh. Josh Hancock, you can visit him at joshcar.com, automotive expert and just all-around great guy. So always great to have him on the show. So thank you, Josh, and thank you for joining us today, folks. Don't forget, we are podcast at Apple iTunes, and darn it, wherever you get your podcasts, we are likely there. It's always great to have you in the show, but you can also go back and check out old uh, episodes if you happen to have missed any. So it's an exciting time of year, a lot of great stuff going on, and if you are an automotive enthusiast and in Southern California, don't forget to swing by the LA Auto Show. So thanks for listening in, folks. I'm Mike Etchart. We will see you next time on Pop Tech Radio. It's your turn to join the conversation. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Pop Tech Radio. If the measure of a car was how many people it turned into people who love cars, the Subaru Outback would be worth its weight in gold, thanks largely to its symmetrical all-wheel drive. Unlike other systems that wait for a wheel to slip, it powers all four wheels all the time. All while with better fuel economy than midsize SUVs. And the fact that the Outback is made in a zero landfill plant doesn't hurt either. It's a car that is truly built to be loved. Love. It's what makes a Subaru a Subaru.